everybody. Welcome to the Shot Clock Podcast with me, Jago. Um, today's episode is with Colester Stallworth. The man was with him from the time he was born until the time he stopped playing. Bart, one, one season with Temple Oak. We, we won't mention. Uh, Paddy Kelly, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks, Jago. Good to see you. How are you going? I'm good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. So, look, I've started kind of every podcast with the same question, but now things are transitioning. So, after all the COVID madness, how are you finding getting back out into the real world again? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, we were sort of probably lucky in that respect in that, like, uh, I mean, we all had a health for a start. Nobody, nobody caught it in the family. Kids were all right. So we were, yeah, we just got on with it. You know I mean? Like the, the, the homeschooling was a, was a challenge at times, but we got through it. So, uh, but yeah, I think it was nice to be able to, to start transitioning out of that, you know, and start doing other things, you know, but like, um, hopefully, hopefully now we start to get back into normal life and get a holiday. I think we missed the, the holiday thing, you know, like sort of getting the kids away and having different experiences for them. Like we've a, a one-year-old girl and she hasn't really seen a whole lot other than the four walls of the house, you know, that's yeah. the other way and, and yeah. parks and whatever else, you know. So for her, it'd be great now to get away and do something like that, you know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully things keep going in the in the right direction. Bit of a pause maybe in the next week or two, but hopefully we'll we'll keep going. So as I said, Colester from the time you were ten. But like, let's start there. So who, what, or why inspired you to pick up a basketball for the first time? Yeah, I was about ten actually, and it was. Um, do you remember um, John Harry? I do remember John, John Harry yeah. very well. Very, very well, many a battle with John Harry. Yeah, so John would have been, uh, and John's a good friend of mine, and he's, he's, he's over in Canada now, but back in the day, we used to live in the same neighborhood. We were in the meadows in Calesta, and John was under 13 at the time, and it would have been his dad's friend was Vinnie Green, and Vinnie was inherent in Calesta. Like he would have started a lot of teams and taken a lot of teams at that age. So I think he got John into it. And then John was down playing with Lester under 13 or something like that. And John's about two years old than me. So he had started and they had sort of sent word out to people to say, yeah, look, if anybody's interested. So John said it to us and we were down near around the corner from Cluster Court. So we used to go down and so I said, sure, why not? We'll give it a go. We'll go out with him. So I went out to a couple of his training sessions with Mucky. You know, Mucka was probably a uh, National League player and was coaching at the time. So I went out and I played with them and um, I just kept going to the training and Mucky was cool as could be, you know, he didn't really care uh, whether I was the right age or I wasn't the right age, right? So, so I just went out with John and just kept playing. But John was a fantastic player, right? So John was playing two years above him. So I was literally, but I'd just go down with them and I'd be floating around and out in Finton's and the lads who would have been, uh, he would have been training with, I would have been just joining in. I would have been going to the games and playing. No, I wasn't getting any game, you know, like I basically hadn't really joined, but was just sort of like with the team and would have gone to do it. Like say the Billy Kelly and this sort of thing, gone down with them, but not actually played. Then somebody, I guess at some stage had said, you know what, actually uh, you should probably go and play uh at your age, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a team, there's an under 13 team and you can go and play with them. And I was like, well, I don't really want to. Like I have like the John's here. There's a few other lads here, whatever. And I'll, I'll just stay with them, you know? 
but in the end, then um, I went and played for um, Martin Grinnell. So Martin Grinnell was the under 13 coach and it was uh, Johnny and um, there was a few others on the team as well. So I had joined them. And then when I started playing with them, it was like, well, this is far easier, you know, because I used to be playing lads who were four years older than me and they were like literally getting bounced around. But it helped me, obviously, because I had to try and find a way to do something against these much bigger lads that were doing much more things than I could do. So, um, yeah, by the time I went to under 13, I was like, Jesus grand, you know what I mean? So I enjoyed it then. I got to just start playing. Um, and I was playing football and hurling at the same time. And like, I was lucky at that stage that they were, they were alternating on the days, you know what I mean? So it could have been basketball on the Saturday, football and hurling on the Sunday. And that went all the way and, uh, until I was about 14. And then they clashed and I sort of said, well, probably better at basketball. So I just picked basketball and went from there, you know. So that's, it was really just the, um, the proximity I had to collect the basketball course that made it easy for us to go down. And we were always down there. That was what we did. Is like as kids, we just go down and play in the courts. It was great crack game. Same, same as us. We did, we did court and Kilnamana and myself, Rob Kane. The two sherries, like we just, that's where we spent our summers, you know what I mean? It was just <clears throat> down the cork and shots up, you know, because it was easy. <clears throat> there was nobody worried about insurance or who's claiming off who or it was just basketball. Yeah. And so we'd go down and like literally during the summer, we'd go down. So it would be like you get up in the morning, have your breakfast, get the ball, go down 10 to 12, 10 to half, 12, come back, have your lunch, get the ball again, go back down in the afternoon come back every dinner, go back down. And then at that stage then in Cluster, it was like all of the, the, the older lads were coming down for the evening games and whatever. And that was, um, that was, they were great pickup games, you know. And yeah, that the was, summer like, leagues used to be out there and unreal. Yeah. Those games so, were unbelievable. So it was great, you know what I mean? But um, it's a shame. I don't know if that sort of, that sort of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like I, I pass yeah. by those courts and I don't pass by them that often, but if I, if I had, like you never even see I've never seen kids in it shooting, you know, um, and it'd be very seldom there when I'm around there, but it used to be that we'd be there all the time and just yeah. constantly, you know, or somebody be there, you know, and I, yeah, so it's, it's just different now, I guess. And it's like you say, it's the insurance thing where you're not allowed in and the, 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 the gates are locked and this sort of thing. That's, that's a shame, you know, because like there's facilities there that kids could be using um, and then they're not allowed because of insurance reasons, yeah. you know, it's just tough. Yeah, it's tough. It is. It's a pain in the arse. So over the years with Colester, you played with some absolute greats. Um, I remember our cup semi-final in 2006, I'm going to say. You would have had Ar- Arno Dahi um, was playing with you, uh, Bonaparte, a young Michael oh, Bonaparte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yourself, yeah, yeah. Johnny Grinnell, like it was a it was a uh, Michael Michael Goy, the Polish kid, like his work. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's beat, yeah, he beat we, us we, in the semi on television, which I'll never forgive you for. Um, okay. <laughs> but over the years, who's been your favorite teammate and why? Well, like you say, there's been a lot, hasn't there? Like, and, and, and some superstars, you know. But um, uh, I think um, when I look back on it, um, like, there's only one player that would stand out for me that I always loved playing with because I played with him since I started, you know, and that was Johnny Grinnell. Like, I mean, when we, when we played together, it was like, um, he, we, we had a, we said sort of a wavelength that we just knew what the other was going to do, you know? So it was like, 
it was much easier. He he was and like they always say, like the the point guards are like the the coach on the court, but he totally was like he was absolutely a coach. He had such a, a high basketball IQ that he knew what was going to happen. He knew what way the game was going. He knew what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, and he was managing everything like that on the court for us, you know. Um, and so for me, he just let me play. Like he did all that sort of stuff, you know, and then, but he knew where I wanted the ball, when I wanted the ball. Uh, and it was just, um, it just made everything a lot easier, you know, and like the way he played the game, he had a huge um, passion for the game and his, his, his energy was like, uh, everybody felt it in the dressing room and even on the court, you know. So it was always a pleasure to play with him because he was always going to give it 110%, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, I love playing with them. Um, and hopefully it'll happen again now that the Masters are coming around, albeit that I've been robbed of my uh, Masters debut at this stage. I was hoping <laughs> to come back and do the, uh, I'd be the young fella again, you know, but now I'm, and now I'm kicking on into it and hasn't started back. So, um, yeah, but hopefully we get back and have a I only I only played my first Masters two years ago. And like, oh, is I'd, that right? I'd well qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it was only, only, only two seasons ago. Only two seasons ago, I played before and on the start as a joke. I text Eddie Gelson, who plays with the Declan's and Declan's team, and Tony McDonough, saying any spots on the team. And I was literally just mm. having a laugh, you know. And he came back and went, "Yeah, no bother." And oh, when when is it? And he was like, two weeks." <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to go and buy a new pair of shoes. Like I hadn't, I hadn't owned a pair of basketball boots. They go and buy a pair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Picked up, picked up Rob. Actually, Rob King came and collected me. We drove down to Bushy Park, paid our two euro, and got some shots up. But they were the first shots I'd taken in probably seven years. Yeah, so I was yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! I was oh man, like a fish out of water. I hadn't like I was everywhere where bar where I should have been. But look, yeah, yeah. August twenty second. It looks like it's going ahead this year. So hopefully we we get to play against each other, and that'll be a bit of crack. Yeah, it'd be nice to lace up and just get up and down, you know, and just even just to see and be uh, around those basketball, the basketball community again. Yeah. I guess I, I, I've been out of it for a while, you know, so um, it'd be nice to get back. Like with the, those Wednesday nights that we used to have, which were great, you know, down amazing. Um, uh, down in here, which is great. But like, it's it's that sort of thing that we missed, like really missed during the lockdown, you know, yeah. like where as you realise that even just the community itself and the banter and that sort of stuff, like uh, just to, to offload, you know, that's the way you get up and that's down. It, that, that hour, hour and a half a week to just yeah. be, your, be yourself and not have to worry about who's who's getting the kids ready for bed or yeah, yeah, work yeah. or this to do or... Switch off and just yeah. run up and down, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I look forward to that, you know, actually. So um, yeah, that'll be good. If that gets who, who, going you, who are you playing with? So who's a Tommy? Tommy Costello was texting me. I don't know. Tommy, Tommy, tell you nothing. Like, so he <laughs> like basically, Tommy just tell you you're in the out, and then you're in, and then it's like right, crap. and then you find out on the day who you're with. Like so, uh, uh, so Tommy is getting a team. I think I don't know. Um, but he texted me last week to see if if I was in. I said, yeah, should we give it a go? Lovely. So uh, that's the plan. I look. I actually don't even to know it. when it is. So when did you say it is? It's oh, the it's the, the weekend of the. 20th or 2021 or 21st and 22nd of August. It's that weekend okay. is what's penciled in. So hopefully, look, if restrictions keep lifting, we're brand new, you know. Where is it? So they split it between the Oblitz 
St. Michael's, which is a court in Inch of Car. Nice, nice court and the arena. Oh, cool. The Audits is a great place to play. Audits is a great place. Plenty of history. No, no, yeah, yeah, you can dunk though. I, mean, I know lots of people can dunk there. I, I'm no, not no, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, they're, well, I mean, actually 10 foot rims now. <laughs> they're 10 foot rims. They used to be about 9'8. Now they're, now they're 10 foot. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still a nice floor though, you know. It's still yeah, it's like it's, it's something about it. I don't know. And it must be the floor or the. the Proximity from the wall to the basket. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great spot to play. So over the years, you you played in a in a, a very competitive time in Irish basketball. You know, Vincent yeah. were strong yeah, good. yourselves. Um, you caught us on the up in 06 with Kevin Young coaching us. We we went ten and out to start the season. Like we were we were flying. Luke O'Hay, Ian O'Boyle were playing with us. But who's the toughest person you've had to guard? Over the years, and then likewise, who played you the hardest when uh, when you were out on the court? So yeah, over the years, actually, the toughest person I've had to guard, and it was it was early on. Um, I was probably only coming into National League, eighteen, nineteen ish, and we we're out in the arena playing you guys, and we're in the dressing room, and uh, I re- remember we were all just sitting there, and it was like, yeah, right, okay, and. Martin and Pete Ferrari were coaching. And it was like, I was only, I want to say it was 18, 19. So it was skinny little fella, you know what I mean? So, and Martin goes, yeah, and Paddy, you've got Jenks. Uh, and and I, I felt the air going out of the room. Everybody sort of thinking, <laughs> that doesn't sound right, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so I, I started on Jenks. And um, yeah, I was like, well, like, how am I going to guard this fella? You know what I mean? Like, he's just a, a brute compared to me, and he can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? So I went out, and no joke, I just hacked him. I absolutely hacked him for uh, the first <laughs> half, right? I mean, but and it was it was Declan, it was Declan Roach, I want to say, his ref, and and, De- and Jenks was giving out yards to him. You know, so he's like, oh, me. So like, I literally just had to grab his arm and the whole, lot. um, and whatever because i was just a little fella he was like saying ah will you get out of it you know what i mean and so i i got away with it you know what i mean so i want to say i kept them to probably eight points or whatever right and i was like well, probably have this i think i think we have the hang of it you know what i mean so then in the second half he came out and he decided he wasn't going to get a call inside so mm-hmm. we'll take him outside and he just drained these for whatever and like you know that's the three where it's like okay she so will pick him up at the three-point line and then he takes two steps back and he's hitting them from there so it was like he just, he could do everything. You know what I mean? Like no matter, and those sort of players that you could, most players would sort of have their, their go-to stuff, you know, that sort of way. And if, if you shut that down, you'd always know that type of player that you were going after. And you'd sort of say, right, I'll take away his, whatever he wants to do, main. But like with Jinx, you could take away lots of stuff and you could do lots of other stuff. So uh, like if, if, if the if the if the um, energy was there with him, and if he wanted to do it, he could he could just take over a game and just do it. You're not you're not the first person to say that. I can't remember who it was. Somebody said one of the earlier episodes that you know, like that you're watching this American coming down the court, and you're going right. I'll pick him up from wherever, mm. and he'd pick up and be in his shooting rhythm as they were on the back foot, and they were just like, oh Jesus, and the shot was gone, and yeah. by the time he reacted. It was well gone and it was in and he was like doing his little shuffle back on defense yeah. you know and he was like you just couldn't guard him he was unguardable no, no. some nights he really was like yeah and and it, like if he, if he decided that he was going to be you know if you pissed him off enough then he was he was definitely going to have a go at it and yeah 
uh, yeah, that night he just he just went off, you know, from outside, and um, yeah, and I, I just remember it because he was um, he like I didn't have any answers for it, you know. That's the way. No matter what you did, uh, and even the like his raw power as well. Like it was just like he's so strong on the inside, and he could do. He had a soft touch around the basket. But also he was um, he was able to see the floor really well. Like he probably he was a better passer made out, you know, that's the way. So if you yeah. doubled on him, he could see stuff, you know. And then like so you could take away if you could up on him and double them, he could pass. If you took away the inside, he could go outside. If you take away the right, he go left. You know, that's the way. So like it's very hard to guard somebody like that. Normally yeah. it's like you take away the right, oh, I'm pretty screwed, I'll have to go, you know, that's the way. Yeah, they're looking so, at the dish. Uh, he he never looked at dish. Never. Uh, no, the, the majority of time, no. But like, uh, I think towards the end, he probably did where he had a better American with him and stuff like that. Like uh, if he had a bigger fella with him, um, sometimes he did. But uh, yeah, in general, like, or if he was getting tired in the second half, but that was sort of, that was the earlier years, I guess. So towards the back end, he probably was like that, that he was, um, yeah, a bit more ball hungry, I guess. Yeah. And what about who, who guarded you the hardest? Yeah, so in the in the early years, do you remember um do you remember a fella on Neptune uh called Fitzy, Gordon Fitz. Gordon Fitz, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fitzy. <laughs> Fitzy used to be Fitzy used to be tough, you know, like I like I said, I wouldn't have been the biggest fella, but like uh um Fitzy used to be as strong as a horse, you know, he was a, like literally one of those sort of players that could he, he was as fast and strong and he he would have been on the wing you know that sort of way so he would have been always sort of guarding those players and, and he was a fan of the dark arts you know so he, he knew all the little uh, all the little tricks of the trade you know but uh, like they were, like if he wanted if he had to lock you down he was going to do something about it you know that sort of way but um um and normally i'd have a, a decent bit of stamina that you'd get through it and you'd be able to do something towards the end but you weren't there running him you know um and i think that they, they were the early years then um, there was a guy actually in Tralee, an American in Tralee. What's his name? CJ Hadley, I think his name was. Um, he was an American around the time when Donahue and Quirk were playing. He was he was an excellent defender. Now he was another wing, um, but uh, like an on-ball defender, one-on-one could really just step up. You know, one of those sort of lads that'd be slapping the ground, ready for you. You know, that sort of way. So looking at you, here we go. So, um, and then a few others, I think, like, w- whenever I was made into a point guard, I, would, I wouldn't have been a great, like, there's, there's coaches that, Mark Ingle actually made me into a point guard, tried to make me into a point guard, but I can barely dribble on myself, to be honest. So, like, I mean, like, I can get a couple of dribbles towards the basket. But if, when we were playing Vincent, he would have been coming up against uh, Emmett Donnelly and Pete, who would be pressing, and they'd yeah. be doing, and, like, I, like I, I, I'm... Shocking, like uh, dribbling without purpose, going to the basket. You know that's what that they used to be tough. Um, but like without a doubt, the toughest defender that I've come up against um, is a uh, teammate, uh, Damien Teeley. Damien Teeley used to play week in, week out with Damo, and he was just um, like he's ridiculous. He was. So strong, but also so smart on defense. He knew exactly where you were going to go. He knew where, like, he knew where he should position himself so that you couldn't move, basically, without having to do something that you didn't want to do. 
So, but I remember when he used to come back from Irish training, he used to be just ridiculous. Like, I mean, I couldn't even get a shot off. I could barely dribble, <laughs> you know, that's the way, because he was just coming back. He was so fit, so strong, and so uh, mobile, and just able, like, and he was long as well. So, um, super yeah, player. Against him. Couldn't do anything against him, you know. So, like, having to try and get around him obviously made me a better player because you're trying to, like, um, yeah, just trying to get by, you know, that's the way. But um, yeah, Dame was a fantastic defender. But um, in terms of team defense, also, yeah, as well, like Jerome Westbrooks, if you ever came up against Jerome Westbrooks, Jerome Westbrooks is a fantastic defender. Like, uh, um, again, another, um, another no master of the dark are, arts as well. Yeah. <laughs> No matter what, he he's brilliant though. Like I mean, uh, in terms of what he can do on defense and positioning and knowing where to be and help side and yeah, he's uh, he's brilliant. Yeah. Clever, clever, clever man. Mm. So basketball players notoriously superstitious or into their routines. Had you any superstitions or any routines when you were playing? Yeah, not necessarily superstitions, I would have thought, but yeah, definitely routines. And I'd be a diva for the routines anyway, you know, so uh, I, I tend to function better in that respect. So I would have uh, uh, yeah, eaten the same thing, the same uh, time out from a game and that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? And, and packed the same things into the bag or whatever. And gone to the same seat pretty much in the in the gym, you know what I mean? At the, in the home gym. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, not a huge thing like, oh, I'll put the left shoe on before the right or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I think routine was like, it, that was always something that helped me to sort of, um, I guess, calm the nerves or whatever, because you're just, you, you become used to it. If it's a habit, it just become used to it. You don't, you don't need to think about it. So that always uh, allowed me to like settle in that respect. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, but I wouldn't have thought like I was hugely superstitious, you know, but. Yeah, even, even routines like, it's amazing how calm they make you or if something's thrown that it, it throws you completely for the whole day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, yeah. If you go for your pregame meal and whatever isn't there, yeah, like, yeah, you get yeah. to the gym and you're going, I'm, I'm not playing well tonight. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, or you get there late. Like, I used to, if you're going to an away game, whatever, and you get there late and the traffic or whatever and then you just get in you don't really get a warm up and then you're you're, you're thinking in your head oh, geez, i'm not warm i'm not getting going you know that sort of way but if you make your first two shots you forget about it you know and then all of a sudden you're yeah we're feeling this you know so, uh, <laughs> routine what routine i yeah. don't need a routine <laughs> but you forget about all that stuff it's just to get you to the start you know that sort of way and once the ball goes in the basket sure it's all gone you know you're in the game that's exactly it so Favorite kicks, what would be your go-to shoe if you could make a, a Paddy Kelly shoe for the rest of your life, rest of your career? What would you have gone for? I used to love the Nike Air Flight back in the day. I, I like the lower ones, like say uh, in and around um, in and around the ankle. It doesn't have to be over the ankle. Uh, and, and in a lot of respect, I used to hate those ones. But I used to go for the lower, lower the better. Um, and the flights were nice. Um, now I've gone through a load of them back in the day, you know, the 180s and the, and the Barclays and whatever else. But uh, I used to love the night flights. Actually, like they, they were never always the, the more expensive ones. It was always just the, the middle of the road ones, you know. And uh, I remember Tommy used to give me a hassle with that. It was like, why don't you ever go and buy a decent pair of shoes? Because they used to feel, like say they might fall apart halfway through the year and I just went and buy the next pair, you know. That is like, but uh, they were always, uh, if they were light and low, 
uh, I was all right with it. Like, and that was that was good enough for me. I never, I actually once bought a pair of Jordans because everybody used to buy them and thought they were, and so I bought them and they cut the, cut the ankles, cut the back of me um, uh, feet, uh, like, oh, and I, I couldn't believe that the most uncomfortable things I've ever worn in my life. So um, nowadays, if I go to it, I went to the, um, the Kobe's, the Kobe's are nice, you know, um, now actually I say nowadays, this is probably um, five, six years ago nearly. Um, yeah, so the Kobe's are the ones I have. Most. Like, so if I, if I have to go and play this thing in at the end of August, now I'll be busting out these Kobe's if they if they're still in one piece. If I can find them in the if bag, they're but they're still uh, in one piece. <laughs> so uh, the yeah, so they're, they're nice. The Kobe's. I don't know what they're like now. Like, if I have to go look for a pair of boots, I don't even know what they'd be like now. But um, uh, something nice and low and light. You want to start? You want to start looking now if you if you need to go shopping for new shoes because. Nowhere stocks them anymore. Oh, really? Oh, it's so difficult to get a pair of shoes. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, no. ridiculous. Like, you're walking and going, How's it going? Any basketball boots? Oh, well, all right. And it's like, But they never have the size anyway. You know what I mean? Like, so it's always like, uh, So I'm I'm at 12. So I was lucky enough, right? Because they normally sort of stop at a 12 and then, like, that was it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think, but I guess nowadays, like, I'd probably just. You just go online anyway, pick a 12. Like, I, I've always been Nike, so there's like Nike 12. If it's low, like, right, Grant, that'll do. You know, so isn't, so, it, isn't um, it great when you like you stop growing and your feet stop growing? It's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. buying them, I know they're going to fit and I'll be fine. I like, don't need no, to put too much thought into this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not I'm like I better break these in, like or that. it's just like, yeah, are they 12s? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Do you want to try them on? Nope, nope, straight yeah, into yeah. the bag. <laughs> I don't even want to pay for them. Take a look. Yeah. Um, Jesus, if only, if only it was that yeah. easy. So you and four runners going to a pick up pickup game. Anyone you want, whether you've played with or played against them during your time in the league, who are you taking? You're playing against it, so it's winter stays on. So it'll be you against Elaine Scally because Scally's unbeaten in I think seven weeks now. Poor oh, team. So it's uh, Horn Claire Rockall, Dana Finn. Suzanne McGuire and Amor Howard are her five. Yeah, I'll just take them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does it, it has to be in the league, does it? Or... In the league, yeah. yeah. You're not picking Colby and Steph. So it has no, to be no, in no, the league. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, all right, let me see. I think at point guard, then I would go with um, a player. Actually, right, I'd start off by saying, this, it would be too hard to pick everybody that I've played with, right? So I'd, I'd turn that, uh, because literally, like, even just picking the other guard would be an issue, right? So you'd have Damo, you'd have John B and Michael Goy, Pete Madsen, so like... Johnny yeah, Brunel, then, yeah, he's a lot. Yeah, point guards, Johnny, Isaac, here we go, Yank, <laughs> Boney, or Jermaine, I don't know. So like, uh, right, so I go other... Others, okay. Right, so uh, I would... Go at point guard. I would go with a player that I like to um, player players that actually I, I like their game and like how they like the um, how they played. So Shane Collin would be the point guard that I'd go with. I always it sort of came up against Shane a lot, obviously throughout the years because he was a year older than me. So we were coming up at the same time. Um, and Demon's obviously very strong, you know, and so they were always in the round, you know. But Shane is a Shane is a fantastic eye. Um, he's he's a he's a very smart basketball player. Sees the court very well, and 
can hit big shots, you know what I mean, and can do special things on the court. So I, I always enjoyed watching him. So, um, yeah, I'd go with Shane. For, yeah, the other guard. Oh, it's, I don't know who would go with the other guard. So well, I'll have you, to go. Where, where uh, are you playing? What position are you playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say I go two. Right. So um, it's you and Shane up top. Yes. So then three. Okay. Well, uh, I would go for four. I would go with um, Connor Grace. Connor. Uh, played with Connor on the Irish team. Um, he's he's a really nice player to like to play with, and even to train with, you know. And sort of, um, he's he was really he's a great attitude, you know. And he's just he, he makes everyone around him much better because he's uh, he sees the court so well as well. Yeah. And he can, he's a yeah really good player defensively. He's fantastic as well, you know. Um, and inside, I would say. I would say I would look at, um, do you know what, actually, you know, we came up against Mihal Quirk a lot um, in Tralee. Mihal used to give our Americans a dog of a time. Like he used to, he was tough. And you'd like, you come to the end of the game and the lads would be wrecked and everyone, and you'd see Mihal would have 25 points, you know, and he'd be, he's yeah. savage player. Unbelievable. Inside. Unbelievable. Um, but he 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 also had great vision. though. he was great, uh, able to to dish as well as sort of bang it down low, and he could hit that fifteen footer. So um, he was well used to being in the trenches. So he was he was great. Um, I think I would sort I would sort of break rank here and say like. For three, I would have to bring Damien Seely. Like Damo is. Damo, for my eyes, one of the best players um, in that basketball league. That like yeah. what he can do um, and what he's done in the game and the the accolades that he has. But um, there's no better player really that no. I've come up against. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of Damo, like Damo is so consistent and could do. Uh, and like in the younger days, used to go down to Cluster to watch him. You know what I mean? He was dunking all over the place, and he's so athletic. You know, but even um, even towards the end, then like he could still drain that three, no matter what. Like it was just natural to him. Like it didn't matter where he was, what he was doing, just he could do everything. Yeah. Tough ass defender as well. <clears throat> oh yeah, like he so he used to come down like the train and and he just bait people around like for <laughs> for a couple of nights a week and he'd uh, yeah not a bother on him like he was as strong as a house you know yeah, he's just fit fit as a fiddle like, yeah unbelievable yeah. he was always in like peak peak physical condition always yeah, yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah. just the oh, he's super 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 player i must try and get him on actually love to sit down yeah, and talk yeah. to him um, yeah he's a great Right, so changing gear, shifting lanes a little bit. Top five musical artists of all time. Oh, of all time. Um, all right, so I would say if I was picking, picking now, I would go Prince. If I was listening, to, I was just picking on what I'd be listening to now. I would go Prince. Um, I like a bit of I like a bit of Prince. Uh, we went to went to see him in London. Remember, he did those thirty nights. In London, uh, so um, yeah, we went over for that. That was brilliant. We put on a great show. We saw Malahide as well. Um, I like listening to Paul Simon. Paul Simon is great. Seeing him a few times. Um, I, I have a weird sort of 
range of music, right? So I'd listen to I'd listen to Bruce Springsteen as well, um, Luke Kelly, Luke Kelly. The, so the 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 Irishness comes from my dad's side. I would I would have been stuck in um, many a van delivering meat or something with him, listening to uh, Irish music or Kelly music. So like uh, unbeknownst to myself, that was going into my head. And then all of a sudden I started to listen to it down the line. And that's like, so um, yeah, that's the, I listened to that sort of stuff. Um, and then I would say, how many was that? That was four, was four, it? Yeah. And I also like listening to Kings of Leon. There's another one I really like listening to them. So I've been to see them a few times. I look forward to going back and seeing them now. Uh, so of course, you can't wait for like a real gig. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know just I mean? to get out, you know. And it, like, not yeah. that socially distant thing that they did with James Vincent McMorrow, where you had your little sheep pen that you could dance in. Like, that was just weird. Like, I, I want, like, I want yeah. a full crowd. Like, I want to, you know, have the queue to go to the Jacks for an hour. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All the shit I used to hate. I want to I get that again. Yeah. yeah so. Right, so you're the DJ. What three songs are we warming up to before tip-off? Oh, geez, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. So my training stuff now would be a bit filthy and a bit dirty. So it'd be, I would probably, do you know what, actually, Mark Keenan, uh, when we were playing, you asked me to make up a mixed tape, right? Because uh, we used to be warming up. Remember Mark Keenan, oh, sorry, Mark Ingle, back when we were cholesterol, right? Because we used to be with um, warming up to, uh, with Declan King. And so it'd be like rock the boat or come on Eileen or whatever, Isaac you know. uh, Isaac took took uh, umbrance to uh, Declan's playlist as well. Oh the- yeah, yeah. So Mark <laughs> used to be like, "Will you get something together?" Right. <laughs> so I remember uh, I, I was at the time just sort of going through uh, on the internet trying to get stuff, you know. And it was one of the things I got was um, the Bulls warm up tune, right? Uh, you know, there's like the stuff it's that Jordan learned. Called- I don't know what the Alex, name is. The but... Alan Parsons project and the song is called. Oh, f- Hold on. Hold on. It's, 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 it's deadly to all to It's deadly to all to So well, we you, used to play. You, he used you to play keep that. going there and I'll find out what this right. is. Right. He, he, so he used to play that, right? Uh, I'd say when we came out of it, you know, when the teams were introduced or whatever, and we did that. And then the last tune coming out, that was deadly. So um, I'd go with that. And then I'd probably. I'd go with something like um, Underworld uh, Res or something like that. And then maybe, what is the other one? Probably uh, Daft Punk, I'd say. Something Daft Punk. Actually, have you ever heard that Alive 97 album? Something off that, like the first four tunes off that. Yeah. So I'd have is, to have a bit of beat in it. It is Serious by the Alan Parsons Project. All right. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gets you every time. Do they still do it? Do they still yeah. play it? No way. It's deadly, yeah. <laughs> What a tune. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I love it. I like I, I was lucky enough to go and see the Bulls in the new United Center. Um they played the Seattle Sonics and I had five from courtside seats on the halfway line beside the governor of Illinois. <laughs> who a friend okay. of mine had sold a Jack Russell to, believe it or not. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> this story's going mad. Just such a random thing. Like, you know, but he was yeah, saying yeah. he was able to call the gover- governor of Illinois and go, can I get two tickets to the game? I, yeah. I got, like, courtside seats, like, but listening to Gary Payton talking shit, like, from courtside. Right, yeah. Gordon yeah. had gone. Everyone, they'd, they'd broken the team up. I can't remember what year it was. But, yeah, just when that music hit, you could, every, like, you were just, yeah, yeah, chills, you get like, the goosebumps. Absolute yeah. chills. It was yeah. unbelievable. That's good. Right, so you're a dad now, so you're 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 allegedly a grown up and an adult. So, what Never advice would you give sixteen year old Paddy if he was sitting in front of you? Uh, oh, back then I would probably have said something like literally just just be yourself, you know. What I mean, and have have courage and your conviction to to go after um, what you want, you know. I think I think at that stage for me, I was probably. Um, uh, I probably didn't have the confidence to go uh, and do my own thing or sort of back my own uh, decisions. And I probably was a bit more of a sheep in terms of just follow the crowd, you know, that sort of way. Um, whereas I look back now, I would have learned more by making mistakes at that stage, you know, that sort of way, and just sort of going for it, whatever you feel, you know, that sort of way. Um, so, yeah, I'd say just, just go for it. As in, if you if you have a feeling about something and you want to, you feel like it's it makes sense to you, then um, back yourself you know, and have the confidence to stick with your decisions. You know, great advice. Back yourself. Always back yourself. If, mm. if you don't back yourself, who's going to back you? That's you yeah. Know. You know, and that's it's like it's hard to it's hard at that stage because you haven't got anything figured out. You know, that's the way. But uh, like if you were to if you were to at least try, you know, that's the way you, you'd learn more. And I think that's the thing you'd learn more. Like you, you're not going to make everything work, you know, but no. you'd figure it out quicker. No problem. Completely agree. Completely agree. 45. I'm still making mistakes, but you look, that's, oh, a, yeah. diff- that's a different, that's yeah, a different no, podcast altogether. Nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So second last question, uh, dead or alive, five dinner guests. For dinner in your house tomorrow, friends, family are famous. The choice is yours. Who is sitting down to dinner with you tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess I'd always would have said uh, Jordan as a uh, as the first one that you would have liked to like to meet. I think you'd be starstruck if you met him. You know, that's the way because like he was a, an idol growing up. That was. I was the Jordan era, I guess others were the, the Kobe era, you know, and, um, but, and I guess even seeing the last dance was, um, it sort of, it sort of reinvigorated those sort of things again, you know, and it was, uh, is that, is that a Jordan, is that, the, is that the shot behind you? Was that the, oh, that's the last shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah so like that's, yeah, that's to me, like that's just perfection, isn't it? Like it's uh, the yeah, last shot. That's the way it finished, you know. And it was like, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So I think, for like to see, to get his insight would have like would have been great, you know. Um, so I think him. Um, I'm into technology, so I would I would like to I would have liked to uh, I would say uh, Steve Jobs would be another one that I'd like to talk to. As in, he he changed a lot. He had, he had a great vision. I loved his book. His book was fantastic, and I just thought like the way he. His outlook on life was just, um, it was amazing. The things that he saw at such a, an early stage. So um, that'd be great. Uh, I would bring my wife. Um, she would definitely have to be there. Um, and I think I would like a bit of a laugh as well. Uh, so I would think Billy Connolly. Uh, Billy, Billy Connolly, 
back in the early days, you know, like the 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 late days where he's going traveling around this that and the other. No, the early days where he was, uh, I used to think he was hilarious, you know, uh, a great storyteller. And so, um, yeah, I like Billy Connolly. Um, and then it would always be nice to have a bit of music, I guess. So I'd bring um, I'd bring Bruce Bruce Springsteen. I think would be nice, you know, then catch up at the end. And I'd go one extra, one extra, which would be uh, my nephew, my nephew Scott Pathway, who's 17. So it'd be nice for him to meet those people as well. So, Amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Well, look, that's a, that's a solid enough table. So quick follow yeah. on from that. Are you cooking or are we getting takeaway? I think if you're having people over, it's always nice to cook. Uh, I've done that a few times, but I tend to, what happens is like it's it, um, if I, if I end up cooking in the house, it always ends up being a lot more time consuming. You know what I mean? It's a, like you would know as a chef, right? Like it's all about timing. If you screw up that thing, it's always going to go right. So I think and like I, I find I'm not as uh, chatty whenever I'm cooking inside because like the party's going on over there and you're cooking or whatever. So I think if I was cooking, which I would, I think which I'd do. Um, a barbecue. I think a barbecue is easy because you can sort of be floating around and you can stick stuff on and whatever, you know. Have a so beer and chill. Yeah, exactly. You know, and <laughs> it's it's much more social, I think, to sl- uh, put stuff on the barbecue, have a few beers at the back and whatever else, and chat away. So uh, that's that's the way I go about it. I think. Amazing. Good. Good. Good shout as well. Yeah, timing is everything when you're a chef. Everything. Yeah, and I don't know if I have that. And I've tried it a couple of times, and I'm like. Yeah, I should have done that better. Or yeah, stuff is cold coming out, and you're like, oh. Paddy, that's that's me every day in work. <laughs> <laughs> but you obviously get away with it, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah look, so I, I'm still bluffing my way through my career ten years later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing something right. The yeah, microwave is great for that. Just checking the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't we don't get that luxury. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Right. So look, first and foremost, thanks for sitting down with me. This has been a long time coming. I think we've missed yes. each other and, and forgotten and everything between here and three months ago. But we finally yeah. got it done, thankfully. Uh, um, good and to look, talk. I look forward to getting back on the court. You hopefully in Nev's runs when they get back up and running and, and yeah, that'd be, be against you in the Masters at some point. Yeah, um, yeah, just yeah. Take it easy on me. Just yeah, no, you're all right. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah, you there's, say there's that. Nothing special. Yeah, there's nothing special going on at the moment. Come here and I tell you. Those those sessions two years ago, Paddy, you could still be doing a Super League right now if you wanted to. You, no, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't feel that way. fit you were on your shot. Uh, you haven't lost a step. And there's it, uh, hobbling up and down. Uh, thank you. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. I tell you that now. It's been I think uh, this last year now has been uh, it's been a bit of a toll, you know, and it's like you, you notice that even like this, you can't get out the door, you can't, like, you're just not moving as much, you know. It's, it's like, getting uh, up in yeah. the mornings, Paddy. Are you starting to make those noises that when they happen, you kind of look around trying to figure out where they came from and then you realise it's you? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What did I stand on? Oh, no. That is me. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I made that noise. Wow. Geez. Yeah, yeah. Never heard that yeah. one before. <laughs> yeah, and then you block it out the next couple of days and then you're all right, you know. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, back training. I'm great. Didn't, didn't yeah, feel yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, Ho- look. Hopefully, we get back on court in August. That's that's what I'm aiming for. I'm, I'm living for the Masters, just for the social. Yeah, yeah. Back exactly. Yeah, talking talking garbage with people that I haven't seen in yeah. a year and a half. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Even just the social element, just getting up and down, 
and then whatever, getting out that night for a few yeah. beers, catch few up beers, with people, you know, exactly. that'd be good. a taxi home anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Right, so last question, who would you like to see on the podcast? Oh, um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I de- well, like you said, Damien Seeley would definitely be one. Uh, I think Damien was, uh, Damien would have a few war stories. Um, who else? Scally would be a good one. Uh, Mark Scally, um, uh, down Neptune, he'd give you the, uh, the men's side and the women's side, which would be good. Mark Ingle was always a good one for um, stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few of you in there. Lovely, fair play to you. Roy Paddy, take it easy, um, and we'll talk to each other soon, hopefully. Yeah, good to talk to you, Jago. Take soon, care, man. Bye-bye. So there you have it, uh, Paddy Kelly's episode. We finally got it done. It's only taken us three months. Um, and I'm serious. Paddy can still give you work, so still be playing Super League without a shadow of a doubt. So head over to Instagram. It's Paddy's 5 against Scally's 5. Will Elaine Scally ever be beaten? That is the magic question. A big thank you to everybody who's contacted myself and Darren McGuinness after the last encyclopedic um, episodes. Uh, great guy. I think I, I'm going to have to get Darren back on to, to continue on to talk about Roy Curtis and, and all the, the past stuff with Larry O'Reilly. Uh, great to see Larry O'Reilly reaching out on the Facebook page and actually commenting on the uh, on the episode. So cheers for that, Larry. Um, and for everybody else, if you haven't listened or you haven't shared it, please do so. Um, it's a great insight into Irish, historical Irish basketball. And until Monday, no, that's a lie. That is a lie until Thursday. This is Jago saying, I'll see you on the court soon.